This is CNN. I mean, Fine Rambles, number 169. So lately, I've come to the conclusion that a lot of my beliefs are a little fragile, (laughs) a little naive, a little complacent. And they only seemed reasonable because I grew up in a very safe society, in a very orderly society, in a society that functioned remarkably well because its values had evolved over thousands of years and, just as importantly, those values were shared. And I took those values for granted because they were familiar, just as I took it for granted that everyone drove on the right side of the road. Those shared common values were were the water I swam in. I had to first study history, like really study it, not just read about it, before I started to understand how rare across time and space those values were. And for me, that was the beginning of gratitude. But I still didn't understand how fragile those values were. And it wasn't until the last few years, as I started watching people pull down and destroy those values all around me, that I really started to notice them for the first time. (laughs) I only noticed them as they started to be taken away. And my complacency started to crack. And what I realized What I'm realizing is that the beliefs I had, the liberal beliefs on which I was raised, relied on those values, okay? My beliefs relied on those deeper values, those those upstream values, those, those foundational values. And without those values, my beliefs were not supported. They weren't held up. They were, they were unrealistic. Take the marketplace of ideas, okay? This belief that if every idea got a chance to make its best case and debate with all the other ideas, then the good ideas would inevitably win and the bad ideas would be driven by, I don't know, popular consent out of the marketplace and right and virtue would prevail. But why? Why must good ideas inevitably win? In a corrupt society, bad ideas have eloquent spokesmen. In an alienated consumerist society without real values, bad actors pay PR firms and and advertising firms to push their bad ideas. They shout the good ideas down, and they bully those who present the good ideas, and they shame them, and threaten them, and hurt them. When you have a corporatocracy where government-enabled monopolies dictate which ideas are permissible, politics and profit control the debate and decide which ideas get amplified and which get silenced. And what does it even mean for a good idea to win, okay? In an authoritarian society, people might agree that something is bad, but be powerless to stop it. If a society doesn't have the proper values, those in power will be indifferent to the morality of the ideas that drive decisions that benefit them and their families. There's no magic to the marketplace of ideas. (laughs) It only works if a society is healthy and stable and has strong existing common values. Worse, worse, the marketplace of ideas can contribute to the destruction of those values. 
Look at how America has left its social media wide open while the governments of of China and Russia have tightened their control. Why? Because China and Russia understand what an attack vector, a totally unregulated marketplace of ideas is. Okay, and we have left ourselves open to manipulation from from foreign actors and domestic interests alike. I mean, heck, the very algorithms of Facebook and Twitter are designed to increase anger and set us against each other. It's, it's the old adage of divide and conquer. Groups that work to sow division in America do so by deliberately inflaming social conflict, okay? And I'm not trying to say that the division in this country isn't real and that the value debate isn't real, but, 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 these groups deliberately set American against American, okay? The interests of our government, the interests of our elite class, and the interests of the globalist corporations are aligned against us, and they set us against each other, so we are too distracted to unite against our common enemy, which isn't China, it's our own ruling class. Look at how they treat minorities, okay? Minorities are the battering ram of the elite. Those people don't actually support LGBT. They don't actually care about black lives. They simply make use of these groups. They use these people as as human shields. They use these minorities to keep us fighting each other while they take everything away from us. Huh, deep breath. Okay. (laughs) What was even more important for me to understand was that nobody actually wants a marketplace of ideas. Nobody actually wants free speech because we all consider certain ideas to be so terrible that we refuse to discuss them. We refuse to entertain them. We refuse to have an open mind about them. We refuse to consider them dispassionately. We won't even try. And I am increasingly convinced, although, you know, I'm always wrong in the past, so what are the odds that this time I'm correct? But that caveat aside, I'm increasingly convinced that this refusal is a good thing and that those who try to reduce every topic to a cold-blooded, rational analysis are deluded and delusional. We are all intolerant in spots, only we think our intolerance is sane and the intolerance of the other guy is wicked. We all think free speech is great when we're dismantling the other guy's sacred cows, but we all know free speech is disgusting and abhorrent when it comes to our own deep beliefs. And, you know, I'm the same. Don't try to have a polite conversation with me about the pros and cons of pedophilia. Don't ask me to have an open mind about the deliberate starvation and eugenics encouraged by the Malthusians and and the Neo-Malthusians like the Club of Rome. There's this modern idea that is insane. It's this modern idea that if we can't find a logical, rational explanation to be against something, then we have no leg to stand on. That's insane. That's absurd. That's deeply flawed. Okay, John Haidt uses the example of sibling incest 
uh, to try to demonstrate how our deep instinctive beliefs are baseless, okay? He developed little pat answers to the usual objections to incest, and he seems to believe, although I may be distorting his position, that because people can't come up with a rational reason for being averse to incest, then logically you should change your mind and accept incest. As though morality was on the side of whichever debater was cleverer. As though morality was as easy as assuming that the result that your instinct tells you is going to happen isn't. Just wave it away. These are the same people trying to rationally argue you into eating bugs, okay? (laughs) That should tell you something. Anyways, I'm increasingly convinced that the marketplace of ideas is a luxury that only a society that has homogeneous values can afford. You can't have a society that doesn't agree on which side of the road to drive on. Well, you can, but you're going to have a lot of head-on collisions, and that society won't survive. At the end of the day, a society that gets its values wrong will not survive, even if everyone agrees about them. You can't expect to survive when you have, uh, I don't know, when you have both open borders and a welfare state. You can't expect to survive when you both defund the police, and outlaw self-defense. All right, let's take democracy. (laughs) People get worked up about how important democracy is. They somehow believe that democracy can function in a value vacuum. But that assumption is wrong. It makes a fetish out of democracy. Because, guys, guess what? There's no magic about democracy. There's no law of the universe that states the majority of voters are going to choose wisely. Democracy requires an educated population. Notice I didn't say a schooled population, an educated population. More, it requires an independent population. Because when you have the situation we have now, when the corporate media controls the flow of information, democracy doesn't function. When government uses the money of one group to buy the votes of another group, democracy doesn't function. And when every government of whatever party follows the same demented policies because that's what their donors want, because that's what the entrenched bureaucracy wants, what the unelected, unaccountable, unfireable bureaucracy wants then democracy is broken. And that's where we are. We have torn down the foundational values of this country, the values that are all the way upstream, the values that create a successful, healthy, functioning society. What are those values? Well, they're basically the overlap of Confucianism and Protestantism. And if you look around the world, those are the only values that have ever worked. And we're destroying them. Without their support, the marketplace of ideas is meaningless. Without their support, free speech won't save us. Without their support, democracy is just an empty pantomime. Without their support, nothing is going to stand. Our society will not stand. Hey, look, all of these liberal values, okay, the marketplace of ideas, freedom of speech, democracy, they're they're mechanisms. They're, They're mechanisms for figuring out answers. 
They're tools for arriving at consensus. And that's fine at the margins, okay? At the frontier between the known and the unknown. That's how incremental evolutionary progress happens. But that's not what we're doing. Instead, we have applied these these mechanisms to the core values of our society where we already knew the correct answer, where we had already arrived at the correct consensus, where we already had strong foundations that had been built up over over time by hundreds of generations. And applying liberal values to that foundation was wrong. That was not where those liberal values belonged. The result was destruction. It's, it's as though we took big earth-moving machines, <laughs> backhoe diggers and, and bulldozers and steam shovels, and we took them from the edge of town where they were turning wilderness into habitable land, and we moved them into the very center of the city where we turned them back on and they knocked down what it had taken our ancestors thousands of years to build. And then we wonder why things are falling apart. That's all I've got this week. I'll catch you later.